Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that's wondering, does this elementary school in Georgia have a librarian? My they have Greg, to. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. Media and ed tech instructors, that sound right? Yeah, that would... That's the one? That would probably be... All right, Miss Jackson. They don't have, like, a... I thought you had to have, like, a specified librarian. I thought that was, like, a mandatory position. Maybe not in Georgia. You know, you have to have, like, you'd be, like, heavily degreed to be a librarian. Oh, yeah. It's intense. Librarians are serious business. Like, you have to, like, you have to go to school to be, it's like, it's like how you could be, like, a, you can be a weatherman, but you can only be a meteorologist Mm -hmm. if you have that degree. It's the same thing. Like, you can work in a library, but to actually be a librarian. Yeah, it's a big deal. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, <laughs> making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dork. She's Ashley Pickle. Hello. Hi, Ashley. I got um, book facts. Yeah, we got book facts. We, yeah, I. This is a library I, well, podcast. Look, we, we, we are, we are pro libraries here on. on yes, Dave support Campbell's your Texas local football. library. Um, so yeah, support your local library and all that fun stuff. Anyway, I'll send that email after this. Today is Wednesday, September 9th, 2020. 78 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1025. 1025. The number of singles for. Rafael Palmero and his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's program, we've got some headlines, most of them bad. <laughs> you, if there, that's why I want to have fun. Plaque. That's why I want to have fun. Like <laughs> we should because, get your name can be on a plaque it. for worst salesman. I know. Ever. <laughs> uh, most mostly bad news. We have headlines. They're terrible. Most look. <laughs> The Look, world sucks right now. I, Don't watch this show. I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying use us as a news source. We talk about it so you don't have to. Yeah, this is true. Um, look, I, I we signed I get, up for this. I, yeah, crap. I can't. Like you know this very well. The one thing I won't do is lie to the audience. I'm just gonna be like, no, I'm just gonna tell you the truth. It's you Here know, it sucks. But we got some headlines. Then we're gonna hear Matt Stepp's road trip, his week three road trip, for which Texas does not suck. Football. It does not suck. It's well. <laughs> edited too <laughs> and he's you. going to a lot of although did you like and, and this is a uh this is a, a, a horizontal tease oh god did you like how um 
with I think with his first game, he goes on talking all about the food, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, the game I'm going to is." <laughs> he literally hits the team in the last two. I was sitting there going, "Is he ever going to talk about the football game? Like, what game are you going <laughs> to?" He went on forever about the food. It was fantastic. Anyway, so we'll hear from Step in the back half of the program. We are going to talk with Greg Powers, our recruiting analyst for this week in recruiting, TexasFootball.com. Such recruiting, big doings all across the state. I'm going to ask you right now, now that you took a big sip of coffee. Not coffee, but yes. Do you have first four? Oh, whiskey? Mm, maybe. First Do you have first four. four through the door? <laughs> Andrew Christensen, Alan Shepard, Rob Hadaway, and Aaron Flynn. Welcome in, fellas. Is it? Wait, hold on. Alan Shepard? Is, is it? It can't be the Alan Shepard. Yeah. It can't be the Alan Shepard that went to space. Uh, He's a he's a Lobos fan. Go Lobos. If that, I was gonna say maybe no. he's a Lobos fan. That no, went to I was space. just gonna say no. Alan, did you go to space? No, no. You haven't been. Um, <laughs> no, Alan Shepard died in 1998, so that would be big news. Wow. If the astronaut Alan Shepard was first fourth of the door. Anyway, um, okay. This show's off the rails. This is, this is bad. Oh, this, this is, is what bad. happens whenever we have a short week. This is bad. All right, let's get some headlines. We will start with all the bad news. The bad news, and it came out, I guess, I wasn't by Twitter. I'm trying to limit my time on Twitter because Twitter's a cesspool. It came out yesterday afternoon. Yeah, yesterday afternoon. But Baylor was supposed to open up uh, their schedule this Saturday, 11 a.m. It's going to be 11 a.m. kickoff against Louisiana Tech. Um, They were going to play Louisiana Tech. Uh, We were all very excited about it. It was going to be the debut of, of Dave Aranda as a head coach. And the head coach of the Baylor Bears. Big doings. Excited about the game. I thought actually could have been a relatively competitive game. Um, Louisiana Tech's not lunch meat. I think Baylor was going to be was probably going to win, but you know, that, you'll notice that I'm talking in the past tense when I talk about that mm-hmm. because the Louisiana Tech and Baylor game set for Saturday in Waco has been postponed because of a recent increase in positive COVID-19 tests at Louisiana Tech. So Louisiana Tech, and this is once again hashtag war on weather. Yeah. Louisiana Tech, from what we understand, their, their report is that because of Hurricane Laura, because of Hurricane Laura, uh, Hurricane Laura hit Ruston, and it knocked out a lot of power in Ruston. And as a result... They said, all right, well, you can't stay here because there's no power, so let's just go where you need to go, and we'll get through this, and we'll take care of that. Mm-hmm. Well, that is kind of – there. there is no college football bubble, but th- but it, for whatever kind of bubbles and insular um, circumstances that colleges are setting up, obviously that would set that apart. It's very hard to distance. It's very hard to, to play by the rules and stuff like that when right. you're scattering to the five wins. When they came back together, they apparently have – um, a number of coronavirus cases. And so Louisiana Tech called Baylor and said, sorry, guys, we can't play on Saturday. We can't come out and play. That's so unfortunate. It is. To do so well, so time, only for, again, like you said, war on weather to come in and just... Yeah. I mean, it sound, from from what we understand, the reports are, and by the way, colleges are getting less and less transparent about their COVID testing, which mm-hmm. is its own problem. But uh, they... From what we understand, they had been doing pretty well. They had a couple, I think every at this point every team has had a couple of cases. Right. But it seems like they were in that every team category of like we had a couple of cases, but we've gotten through it and we're kind of mitigating it. We're just do we know we're we're doing our best. 
And it sounds like Hurricane Laura really threw that for a loop. And as a result, they now have a number of, of games. Now, the problem is, if you start looking at the schedule and you start looking at the calendar, there is no other mutual open date for these two teams. Um, I believe Louisiana Tech's on the docket for a game next week. And that's if they can play next week, right? Baylor does not have a game. Let me pull up Baylor's um, uh, schedule. Uh, they do not have a game this week. I believe they will be waiting into uh, a week. I think they play, and then they're off a week, and then they play uh, on the 25th, 26th. Yeah, they play Kansas on the 26th. Probably is Louisiana Tech um, does also does not have a, a does have a game next week. They play Southern Miss, and that is a obviously that's a conference game. That's not a game you can shuffle around or reschedule. As a result, when you take a look at that, uh, look, there is. I mean, Baylor will have a buy built in there somewhere. Let's see if I can find it off the top of my head, or maybe not. Um, yeah, they have a buy on the 21st, on, on um, November 21st. That is the day that Louisiana Tech is supposed to host Louisiana Monroe. They do not have a mutual open date. I I don't think this game's getting played. I don't think this game's getting played. Now, now, I do wonder if because Baylor... So Baylor's not going to play this Saturday. I think that's pretty clear. They're not... They, they can't scramble and get a game for Saturday. This is not high school football... Um, which is a right. little bit more, you can be a little bit no, more nimble. Mm-hmm. College football is a huge undertaking. As a result, I don't think Baylor, Louisiana Tech is getting played. It's postponed for now. I am putting it in my head as canceled. Mm-hmm. Now, it is worth mentioning that Baylor d- does have an open date next week on the 19th. They could scramble and, and try, try and to find somebody. Who wants to play? Six and say doing that with a week's like a week and a half is a lot. It's not super obtainable, but it's a lot more obtainable than yeah, trying to find someone for Saturday when you officially have postponed it on Wednesday. Right, exactly. Now, unfortunately, like the first team I thought of was Stephen F. Austin, mm-hmm. but Stephen F. Austin is playing UTSA next week. Yeah. Uh, so look, they'll probably scramble and they'll try to find somebody for next Saturday. But there is a real possibility that Baylor is just going to play nine games. Just going to be nine conference games. Mm-hmm. That's a real possibility now. Uh, I would expect Baylor to scramble and try their best, but we'll see. Anyway, Baylor and Louisiana Tech is postponed. Speaking of postponed, it's all getting bad. Oh, let's talk about SMU yes, and TCU. This is official. No. This came down last week uh, was that SMU and TCU, the battle for the iron skillet. Um, This game is now officially, it sounds like, canceled. Mm-hmm. This game will not be played uh, on... Uh, it was supposed to be played this week. It's supposed to be played Saturday. It has been postponed. And now, from what I from what I understand, it has officially been canceled. This is problematic and a problem with, um, um, uh, with words is that we... Like, canceled means a very, very specific thing. Um, now, it does... Well, now, okay, so here's something from the, uh, um, uh, they're, they're, they're still saying it's postponed, but they're going to run into the same situation that TCU did, or I'm sorry, that Baylor is, which is, if you take a look at SMU's schedule, um, I don't know that they have a mutual open date. Um, yeah, SMU's booked up, mm-hmm. right? Um, and TCU, um, let me pull up their schedule, something I should have done before the show, but TCU, once they get into Big 12 season, they have an open date. The next time that they have an open date would be on the 21st. SMU, 
playing Houston on the 21st. So they don't have a mutual open date. Mm-mm. People are using the word canceled. I think that that is maybe jumping a little bit to conclusions, but I will say that it looks extremely like it's not going to happen. That SMU and TCU is canceled. I feel like so many, and this is just, again, my personal opinion, but so many of these games that are getting canceled or postponed right now, I feel like it's almost inevitable think, that they're well, not going well, and to that's get the thing. canceled. That's the thing, is that these, these postponements, eventually it does come to a point like the milk, goes, the milk goes bad, Yeah. right? There is an end date that like you can postpone it and say, okay, we're going to postpone it to when? To 2021? Right, and so, then it's either going to be that or another game's going to get postponed, so then two teams that were originally supposed to play, like that's the only way I right. see these games that are getting those postponements being able to come back and actually be able to play is if stuff starts falling through in the the latter half of the season. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's just, it's just not, it's just not going to happen. So the battle for the iron skillet, (laughs) uh, which was supposed to be, it was off and then it was on and now it's off again. The other one that's coming down and this is, man, I alluded to this yesterday. Um, but we got to talk about rice again. Yeah. Okay. So rice is is going to push their first two games back in October. Um, this is they have postponed their games until October twenty fourth. We reported yesterday that Rice is going to not practice until late September. They haven't set a date on when they're doing that, but they're saying they're going to reevaluate in late September. Uh, they have now said that they're planning to postpone their first two games. This is a report from Stadium's Brett McMurphy, who's usually on top of these things. Um, the, uh, they're supposed to play. Their first game is supposed to be October 3rd, and their second game is supposed to be October 10th. That would make their season opener. They're, they're looking at postponing both of those games. That would make their season opener October 24th against Middle Tennessee State. I'm going to go back into wild speculation mode again. There is nothing that has come out in the last couple of weeks that makes me think that Rice is playing this year. And part of that is they just kind of keep pushing back, kind of keep pushing back, kind of keep shoving back. And part of me wonders, and this is my galaxy brain, I'm going I'm going experimental here. My galaxy brain says somebody somewhere made a decision. And they said, we're not doing it. Conspiracy guy, Greg Tucker. I'm conspiracy guy. And I wonder, I wonder if they're saying, we're going to postpone and postpone and postpone. And we're going to hope, not hope, nobody wishes it on people, but hope that Conference USA pulls the plug on the season before then. And we don't have to look bad. Mm -hmm. That's conspiracy brain. I will be, I'll be very clear. But there's a lot of smoke around the idea of, I mean, right now, I mean, you're talking about, October 24th is a long way away. And at that point, like, when are you going to reschedule Marshall and UAB? Like, when are you going to reschedule those games? Especially because uh, well, UAB, Marshall's not, but UAB UAB's is an, is a, a division, Western, yeah, that's a division, it's a division game. game. That's a division game. If you if you Marshall don't play one Marshall, of their East, if you don't you know? play Marshall, eh, like it it's important because all the games matter. But you have to play UAB. They're they're U- in the Western UAB is re- required. Mm-hmm. And so, look, there's going to be some movement, and I'm I'm just keeping an eye on Rice, and and I, I'm 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 growing more and more skeptical that they play this season. And I bet that I bet the Eastern Conference game with Marshall would be even more important because ODU is out too. Hmm? So that like those are just mm-hmm. as equally important this year. It's getting weird. Okay. 
couple things on texasfootball.com I want to direct your attention to. Um, one of them is we've got a piece up from William Wilkerson about uh, Dane Yench, the Grandview quarterback. The headline is, enough is enough. Offer Dane Yench. You won't regret it. Uh, hard agree. Yeah. Hard agree. Have you seen the kid? Yes. <laughs> He's just super good at football and a guy that I just like I, I and I've had this conversation with with powers before. We'll talk with Greg Powers and next level athlete coming up here in a moment. Um, I've had this conversation with powers before about how I can't I, like, I don't get recruiting in some respects because I'm like, why wouldn't you recruit this guy? He's just clearly super good at football. Mm-hmm. And that seems like an important skill whenever you want football players. Right. Um, but you know, it's, a, it's obviously there's, there's certain elements that are a beauty, beauty contest mm-hmm. when it comes to prospects, but there, there does come a point where it becomes utterly apparent that the kid is just super good at football and you could use him. You could find a way to use him on the team. It reminded me of uh, Kendrick Cobbs last year. We were going, why? Yeah. Why is no Same one way. like, like there comes a, there comes a point where you're just like, especially and, like, and, like a conference USA team. Like, I'm sorry. What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. With like, I love our friends at UTEP. You cannot tell me that UTEP has 70 scholarship players that are definitely better than Dane. Dane Edge. Yeah. No. I just don't know. I just don't think that's the case. Mm-mm. And so, I don't know. That's just me. There's a great piece up uh, from William Wilkerson. I tried a new thing. I tried a new thing. Other than cold brew? Other than cold brew. <laughs> um, I tried a new thing, and that is we have a uh, what we call the Texas High School Football Game Ranks. Every week, people are in my DMs. Every week, people are in my emails. And step and I'm probably, I'm sure you yes. and and Ish and Shahan, all of us, and you're saying, hey, I want to go to a game this week, but I don't know what game to go to. Well, I'm tired of getting your emails. <laughs> I'm just going to send you this link. No, but w- what we do is we go through, and using our computer rankings, we try to figure out what the best, most high-profile games in the state are going to be. And so... Uh, right now, for example, if you look, we have a top 50, and then we also break it down by our 17 regions. So if you're in the Brazos Valley, I can tell you that you need to go to, if you want six-man, you can go to Calvert and Bastrop Tribe Consolidated. If you want 11-man, you should go to Franklin and Cameron Yo. Oh, that game's a little bit in flux right now. It is happening. It is happening? Yes. Yay! Good! Coming through. Yes, it is, good. It is officially I was, happening. Good. I was worried about that. It's in the picks video, too. Yes. <laughs> um, so you can see which games you should go to. If you're in the DFW area and you're a, a Plano fan and you don't know and your team's not playing and you don't know where to go, we tell you, go to Melissa and Pottsboro or go to Decatur and Midlothian Heritage. We rank all the games. Mm-hmm. So, textball.com, we got the game ranks up there. It's for insiders only. Check that out. Speaking of insiders, become a Dave Campbell Textball Insider. Textball.com slash subscribe. If you like high school footballs, you have something in common with Matt Stepp. Matt Stepp likes high school football so much that he is going to go to three games this weekend. He's going to eat along the way. Here's Matt Stepp's Week 3 Texas High School Road Trip on Texas Football Today. Hey, it's Matt Stepp with Dave Campbell's Texas Football here for your Week 3 Texas High School Football Road Trip. And Thursday brings me back to the Concho Valley in San Angelo, one of our favorite food towns in all of Texas, uh, a a town that has been highly debated on Texas football today for some of their uh, restaurant choices. Uh, 
I'm going to recommend to you on Thursday a place a little bit off the grid um, that doesn't get talked about enough, and that is Peasant Village Deli. Um, it is an offshoot of San Angelo's famous sandwich shop, Peasant's Village, which uh, currently is closed due to COVID. Um, so another coronavirus casualty, but the Peasant Village Deli is still open and it is fantastic. You talk about world-class sandwiches. Uh, Chef Jason does a great job there with their sandwiches and Peasant Village Deli. You can order online, go in there, pick up a sandwich uh, before the game and, and take it to go. I recommend the Chupacabra sandwich. That's a chicken and turkey sandwich on jalapeno cheese bread. Hashtag chef's kiss gift. It is amazing. Friday, and that's my game Thursday night, by the way, is um, Fort Stockton and Glen Rose. Should have mentioned that. Um, they're playing in San Angelo. So Peasant Village Deli, Fort Stockton and Glen Rose, Thursday in San Angelo. Friday, I'm going to stay around, stick around in the Concho Valley uh, and head a little bit north to Runnels County, where the Ballinger Bearcats for homecoming will be hosting the Colorado City Wolves. And Ballinger's off to a great start this year. We think really highly of them, so I'll be making my first ever trip to Ballinger. And when you go into a small town, there's nothing like eating at a downtown old school soda shop. And that's what Ballinger has the main street soda fountain right there in downtown Ballinger uh, in a building that's probably a hundred years old, uh, great old school sodas. But the, the, the feature on the menu is the burgers. Coach Chuck Lipsy recommends it. Um, get you a cheeseburger and some onion rings or French fries at, at the main street soda fountain. But he also says if they're having catfish and they do on Fridays quite often, get the catfish. It's really good. So Friday night, main street soda fountain in Ballinger. Uh, and then Saturday, I'm headed over to Madisonville, where the number one ranked Mark Panthers in 2A Division II take on 3A Division I Anahuac in a neutral site game at Mustang Stadium in Madisonville. And what I recommend in Madisonville is kind of a little bit of a chain, but it's a local chain. It's called Texas Burger. Um, there's only they're, – they're located right there on I-45. Uh, there's one in Centerville. There's one in um, – uh, there's one in Fairfield, I believe. There's one in Madisonville. I think there's one in Rockdale as well. <clears throat> Just your typical um, burger chain. Uh, they're great cheeseburgers, uh, good French fries, excellent ice cream. They, they serve Bluebell ice cream in there so you can get you a burger and get you some ice cream to go. Uh, a really solid burger option uh, there in Madisonville, Texas. Get you a Texas burger in Madisonville. So that's our week three Texas high school football road trip from texasfootball.com and Dave Campbell's. Stay with us all year for the best coverage in Texas high school football. There it is, Matt Steps. Texas high school football road trip for week three. He's going to see some football ostensibly, but he's mostly going to go to good food places. That uh, that chupacabra sandwich looks phenomenal. He said it had the jalapeno cheddar bun. Oh, I'm down that with is, that. That is right up my alley. I'm down with that. Uh, we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe, please. Earlier today, we caught up with Greg Powers, our recruiting analyst from Next Level Athlete, to talk about the biggest recruiting news across the Lone Star State. Here is This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete here on Texas Football Today. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week in Recruiting. It's This Week in Recruiting with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. 
presented by our friends at Chicken Express, home of great rolls. Powers, how you doing, buddy? Great. They're not only home to great rolls, they're also home to great sweet tea, one of the top-rated sweet teas in the entire country, I have to say. And the chicken strips, they're amazing, too. My yes. boy. I, I agree with everything you said. I'm on record as not being a huge sweet tea guy, but I take your word for it what? as a sweet tea connoisseur. You you even it out with the spicy tenders. Yeah. I, no, I, I definitely get it. You at least dunk the roll and the chicken and the gravy at the same time, right? Oh, that's... Duh. I'm sorry. If you don't do that, we're not I Neanderthals. Have, I have I have questions. <laughs> I have questions about a lot of things in your life. If you don't do that, it's this week in recruiting. A lot to get to in the recruiting world across the state of Texas. Let's start out east with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise is Miniola 2021 athlete Trevion Sneed. He was unbelievable in their game against Wills Point. Uh, nominated for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week this week uh, after running for 301 yards and three touchdowns. He also had eight tackles and two tackles for loss. Um, this is a guy who's committed to SMU. Um, feels like he can play pretty much anywhere, but you think that he projects better at the defensive side. Yeah, and especially after watching this week's highlights, I know he put up ridiculous numbers on the offensive side of the football to get nominated for the player of the week this week. But just kind of watching that tape, he's just a bruiser, you know. And a lot of the highlights were on offense. Of course, when you rack up 301 yards in one game, I mean, most of your highlights are going to be running the ball. But on some of those tackles, he was chasing down the ball, carrying the open field and finishing plays, which I really like to see. He's one of those smaller town guys who, when he gets into college, he's going to be able to make that transition, I think, seamlessly to the defensive side of the football full-time, and sky's the limit for him, man. He's he's one of these guys who is just going to get better as he gets more accustomed to playing one position in college. You know, he has to concentrate on a lot of things right now at Mineola, uh, but when he gets to SMU, they're going to be able to put him in one spot. He's going to be able to completely de completely dedicate himself to it, and he's just going to get better and better, I think, with each day he's in that program. Yeah, and he strikes me kind of as the the, the guy, the kind of guy that, uh, and the kind of prospect that SMU is starting to have success with uh, as far as recruiting is concerned. An in-state kid, maybe a little bit off the radar, but they offer early and they get in, the, they get in before a lot of other schools, uh, and they're able to close right now, which is probably the biggest difference between what we've seen in past years versus what we're seeing now with SMU. Well, the cool thing to point out about Steve is as a sophomore, he was the defensive MVP when he was playing defensive end at Mineola. So he's done a lot of different stuff. He has a high upside. Let's move on to our underclassman of the week. Our underclassman of the week. Oh, I'm sorry. No, we're going to commit of the week. I'm sorry. I'm going in order. Easy, sorry. Buddy. Sorry. Easy. Our commit of the week. <laughs> Getting our to our commit of the week. We're going uh, not as far east, but still east of Dallas. Uh Royce City 2021 wide receiver Keetron Jackson has pulled the trigger. He is heading to Arkansas, and this is a nice little get for the Hogs. He had offers from all over, including A&M in Texas, TCU, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State. Uh, he's the number seven receiver in our DCTF Hot 100 in the class of 2021. Um, you know, for a team that hasn't won much, that's a big pickup for Sam Pittman and the, and the Hogs. I agree 100%. As a matter of fact, Arkansas has done a tremendous job, as we know, covering them the last few years in recruiting the state of Texas. And underneath the new coaching staff, this hasn't seemed to really fall off at all. And I thought that there may be a dip um, with how they recruited, recruited the state, especially after they lost Jeff Trailer, who's a legendary coach out in East Texas. 
he was tapping into that fertile recruiting ground. Uh, but they really haven't missed a beat. They're getting really good players from um, the Lone Star State. And Keytron Jackson's actually the best of that bunch. He's a bona fide four-star. You mentioned his offer list. And he's 6'2", 185, but he looks and plays bigger than that. And he is also a speed burner. He's a guy who, who's got bona fide track speed um, and kind of brings a little bit of everything to the table. They were the silver medal winning 4x200 uh, team back in 2019. Um, so, you know, Jackson's another one of those guys that has a tremendous long jump. Um, so he's not just a one-trick pony at wide receiver. He's a guy who brings a little bit of everything to the table, uh, including a nice catch radius. He's one of these guys who can high point the football catches the ball well away from his body, and is just a well-rounded athlete at that position. Got his break onto the scene playing at Lancaster um, before he transferred to Roy City. So he's played against some stiff competition as well. Yeah, and, and that's the, the word I keep coming back to is well-rounded. It seems like he can do a little bit of everything. We're talking this week in recruiting with Greg Powers, the next little athlete here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Let's move on to our underclassman of the week. I want to jump ahead because I just love saying Jalen Gilbo's name. Uh, he's the Port, uh, Port Arthur Memorial cornerback in the class of 2022. He has narrowed it down to his top five. Um, and they are some heavy hitters, obviously. Texas A&M, Alabama, LSU, Oregon, and Penn State. Um, maybe the surprise here is that Texas gets cut from this uh, from this list, but uh, this is a guy who's a four-star cornerback uh, there in the class of 2022. Uh, feels like he, and, and you're the expert here, so correct me if I'm wrong, feels like he's definitely on that list of guys who will be in the running for a fifth star down the road. Definitely. He's already on the five-star watch list at DCTF, so he was one of the 35 players we picked out of that. We'll narrow that down to a top five players. You know, five players in each class are awarded a fifth star, and he's definitely going to be under consideration. I'd like to see a little bit more from him actually on the field, in person. You know, of course, this year was a little bit limited because we didn't have an evaluation period. These defensive backs, before you put a fifth star on them, you want to have the chance to really get a chance to evaluate them locking down some of the top wide receivers. And you can only do that sometimes in the camp and combine setting in the off season. Um, but Port Arthur Memorial plays some pretty good uh, competition down in their neck of the woods. And so he will be tested six foot, 180. He's a true Island quarterback who also has the hitting skills as, as, of a safety. And that's why you saw everybody come after him. And you hit the nail on the head at the beginning of this. But the fact that Texas, this list was a huge surprise. As a matter of fact, when I pulled up his 24-7 sports file, all three crystal ball picks in Texas by Texas experts and by national experts. So I know that the surprise not only me, but other people yeah, it's it's a little surprising. Explosive off the edge and incredibly disruptive. He has a knack for making big plays and forcing turnovers, and that's, I think, exactly what everybody saw who tuned into this game on the stream. So he's one of those guys who, at number 59 in the state, is one that you're like, how is he not a four-star? You know, we only give away 54 stars. He's number 59, so he's a three-star, but he clearly or markedly has four-star talent. It'll be interesting to see if, powered behind a strong senior season if he's one of those guys who can work his way up that list can he work his way up uh nine spots and get to the top 50 to earn that four star i think that the indications at least out of the gate 
are uh, in his favor. You know, he's had two really good first games to start off this year. He's having a strong senior season, and he brings a presence off the edge that's uh, rare to find in high school football. And TCU got themselves a good one in Chris Murray. Chris Murray's a guy certainly keep an eye on heading forward into the 2020 season. He is Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at GPowerScout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at NextLevelD1. Find his fine work at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. Powers, appreciate your time. We're going to do this again next Wednesday. I'm, I'm booking it right now. We're gonna, I'm putting it in my Palm Pilot. Let's, let's do it. There he is, Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Our recruiting analyst here at TexasFootball.com. So make sure you go to TexasFootball.com slash recruiting to find his fine work. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, The Final Thoughts. Um, well, let me switch this graphic here. Do it. Kablam. Bam-o. Um, Alan Shepard said that uh, he has not been to space but he would like to get a dollar for every time he's been asked if he has been. I, look, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. That's just that's that's the lot in life. It's like Pickle's last name is Pickle. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be asked a lot about like relish. You know what I mean? No, just, it's the name of the game. No, or the game of people, the game or the game of the name, so to speak. The yeah, that well, that's a good way to put it. Uh, there's a lot of. Uh, What's the dill, Pickle? Mm. Any pickle pic- joke that you think that you can puns. make to me, like, I've puns. heard them. I've heard it's them okay. all. <laughs> it's okay. My last name is Tepper. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm familiar as well. Oh, Meese just asked how Parks and Rec is, too. It's great so far. I'm nearing the end of season two. Okay. So it really that. it really gets in the heater on season three. Too, okay. So well, yeah, I'm I'm getting there. We mm-hmm. with football season starts, it it delays yeah. uh, my watching abilities. Work but, really gets in the way of all my fun. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I try to do yeah. something fun, you make it not that way. Exactly. <laughs> Michael Scott, Ashley Pickle. Wayne Gretzky. That's going to do it for us. <laughs> Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Greg Powers, the next level athlete, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.